0: Hi everyone, welcome to Reiki Radio. I am your host, Yolanda, and today we have a special guest on the show. And before we get to our special guest, there are just a few things I want to share with you. Because we are wrapping up, coming towards the end of Reiki Radio. In fact, we're only one week away from the final episode. And I um, told you all a few weeks ago, I believe, um, and you still have time, to record your own message. If you have any final questions, if you have any comments, anything you would like to share as part of the finale show, you can record your message on my website which is uchi.com that's why ewchi.com and go to the Reiki radio page on my website. Now, once you are there, you can um, click to record your message to be on the final episode. And if your episode if you recording, I'm sorry, is played on the final episode, then you will receive a free distant Reiki session from me. So, I look forward to hearing from all of you and yeah, we have a lot to look forward to. So, as I was mentioning before, we have a special guest today, Julie Yvonne Washington. And Julie is also known as the Third Eye Goddess. She is a Reiki Master Teacher and Holistic Esthetician in Altadena, California. And she is a unique healing artist and she truly believes that the best is yet to come. And she lives for adventure and wakes up each morning with the excitement of a new day waiting to unfold at her feet. So you can learn more about Julie on her website, which is thehealingroom.us. But before you hop over to her site, let's speak to her personally. So let me just check. Julie, are you there?
1: I am here.
0: Hi, Goddess. Welcome to the show. Thank you, Goddess.
1: What an honor and a blessing and a great way to start my day.
0: Yeah, you, me too. So we're both on the West Coast. It's nice and early for us. I'm so excited to have you on. I'm really looking forward to exchanging with you today.
1: I look forward to it as well.
0: Okay. So, you know, I have to say, and I wanted to share with everyone, you have um, such an extensive background when it comes to this realm of work and what you do and what you offer. And so typically when people come on the show, um, I do like you to share how you got started in all of this, because I think it really helps with all of the listeners to, you know, connect with you and your story. And we all, you know, have these experiences of how we found ourselves on these paths so how did that start for you what even got you working in the realm you're in now
1: well I will definitely say that it's my blueprint it's my lineage and I come from a very long line of intuitive and indigenous healers and I grew up with a a Latin grandmother that was very much into shamanism. And I knew from the time I was two years old that I was different and I was the healer, but I couldn't explain it. But I grew up with an asthmatic brother um, that couldn't run and play with us. So I would just remember running my hands over him. And the next day he was up and running with us. And I, yes, I mean, it's, it's just been an amazing journey. It's yeah. I I tell people it's like I've been doing this work since 1971, but as a passion profession since 2009.
0: Wow. Okay. And And so uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's funny you say that because when I was looking at your site and looking at the work that you do, I was thinking there's really a shamanic feel to you so it's interesting that you say that um now i know that you are a reiki master teacher so i wanted to start there and just ask you how you um started with reiki and what type of reiki you practice
1: well ask ask me that question one more time the first okay please
0: yeah no no problem how did you start out with reiki what led (laughs) you to that
1: (laughs) well you know i truly believe that reiki found me um I was at a downward spiral in my life, and I just fell to my knees one day. I've w- been a celebrity makeup artist for 24 years, wow. and I was at a tail's end. I'm like, this is- I can't do this. My soul is calling me to do something else. So I remember dropping to my knees, and I said, okay, God, okay, universe, whatever it is that I'm supposed to do in this life, I surrender. And I went to my pad, and I just started looking spiritual healing. And I came across my Reiki teacher, Victoria, and I kept going back to her page. And so I went and I had my first Reiki session. And at that moment, it changed my life. And I'm like, wow, I think my soul just opened up. Yeah. And from that moment on, I said, I need to do this in my life. I need to show other people, you know, that there's, a, there's something else out there that's bigger than all of this. And right. healing. And it's, at that moment, I said, okay, I, I signed up. I did Reiki level one, then two, then three, and then master. And I do all forms of Reiki. I do shamanic Reiki. I do crystal energy Reiki. I do four winds Reiki, animal Reiki. Um, and a lot of this was through my guides and my ancestors who have walked this journey before me that I learned more about Reiki and the healing of it.
0: Okay, so I think that's um, actually pretty powerful, and I want to, um, you know, stop you there and ask you about that, because I tell people all the time, um, especially in the Reiki Level 1 classes, I explain to them that, you know, in the classes you get the foundations and you um, come to learn and understand the basics of the technique, but the importance of really allowing yourself to be guided by the energy and allowing yourself to um, evolve with the energy and trust, you know, how you're guided with it. And so is that what your process was after you had your attunements? Did you just trust how you were personally being guided with the use of this energy? What did that look like
1: for you? It was... uh mm. It was the most profound moment of my life besides becoming a mother. I, I felt energy. I smelled energy. I saw energy. And I said, I need to do this as a practice. So I started inviting people into my space. And yeah. I, told my, I, I listened to my guides. I said, okay, I had to sit down with my ascended masters and my higher self and my shadow self. And we came to an agreement that we were all teachers and we were all mentors. And I said, I'm trusting this journey. And from that moment on, when I surrendered to that and I listened to my calling, everything opened up. Yeah. And it's hard for me to say that I'm a Reiki master teacher. It's it's very hard for me to give myself that title because there's so many other forms of healing that I do within that Reiki.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> and I, I let the energy speak yes. as I'm working with them. They're working with me and also the guides of my client. Right. And. Everyone that steps, please. No, I was going to say I can
0: completely relate to that. I actually had a period um, where I really struggled with even saying I was practicing Reiki because I was like, I don't know if that's what I'm doing entirely because this is going so far beyond what I learned in my training. And, um, it was a big thing that I had to really wrestle with. And, you know, I would even have people, even some students ask me sometimes like, what is it that you do exactly? What are you doing? (laughs) You know, when they would have sessions and I would try to explain to them, like, really from the bottom of my heart, I'm just following my inner guidance. And I've always trusted the way I was guided with the energy and how I'm working with the energy and I work with my guides and so on and so on. So I completely can um, Ah. resonate with that. And I understand. Yeah. It's interesting because I haven't heard anyone else say that. So yeah, I totally understand.
1: I'm so, I, I'm elated that you understand that because it it puts me in this box and I'm just like, I don't like to be here. I'm, it's so much more than that, you know, and along with our gifts, You know, when we really open up and we trust the journey ahead of us, Mm -hmm. it's like we become so much more than these titles that we have to sell ourselves by almost. Yeah. Just like because we're astrologers, we're numerologists, we're physics. Yes. Yes. Smart. You know, we do everything. I tell people that there's nothing that I can't do. Yes. You know? Oh, that is so beautiful. Yes. Yes. And I tell no, people that good. too,
0: you know, it's so interesting. Um, gosh, Emma, my mind just went to a totally different place than having this <laughs> conversation with you. Because I'm like, it's so true. I mean, one of the things too, and um, I tell people as well, a lot of times I'm like, oh, I do energy work because it is a broader, um, uh, you know, it just leaves more room, more openness, because I think part of it is a lot of us get stuck in the boxes or um the guidelines of what we title ourselves as, or if we put a label to the work that we're doing, a lot of times we keep ourselves, again, like in those, those, um, those borders or that framing or the, the collective agreement around what that work is and what it looks like. So I, I think it is such an important message to tell everyone, no matter what it is you're practicing, just the importance of really trusting your guidance and really trusting and honoring the work that you're doing on yourself and how that opens you up to things so far beyond what you'll learn in a class and a book and you know what I mean like
1: yeah. yes mm-hmm. yes and you know the one thing along this journey that I would love to tell everyone not just us as light workers but it's fear fear mm-hmm. is the one thing that just keeps us Doc, and yeah. i always let my clients know that you know it's the unknown that you're more afraid of than what yeah. you already know i said yeah. so trust that place of intuition within you i said we all have this gps installed in our souls yeah. and i said if you would just let it guide you without looking looking at the outcome just just be in the moment of awareness and allow yourself to be pulled through this energy and listen to that inner voice that speaks to you. Because when you go against it, that's when things don't go right along this journey. You know, I said, when you start trusting it, you start this new path and you're leaving your light behind all the tools that you've left with other people, love the lessons, the blessings. And I said, sometimes you have to let go of people's hands along this journey and say, you know what, with everything that I've just given you, take soul box for yourself and find me on my path but you're still on this journey but trust right. yes. yeah
0: and that's one of the biggest I, lessons and like you know through the years of doing this work i think one of the biggest lessons has been like you know around surrounded around fear and that resistance and really allowing yourself to go so, so far beyond you know just that fear so yeah I, again uh, I'm just smiling. I'm like, oh, this is such a pleasant surprise, this conversation. <laughs> <laughs> it,
1: it is, you know. I, I, I mean, I don't feel like I'm on a, you know, I'm, I'm being interviewed or anything. I just feel like this is a conversation between yeah. enlightened souls that are searching yeah. for something. You know, yeah, and, and you been-
0: know, that's part of the reason I'm so thankful that you are here and you know I know I can tell you and I could probably go on and on forever about you know just all of this but one of the things I wanted to make sure I asked you about because a lot of people who listen to the show are so interested in crystal work and I know that you do that so I really wanted to be able to ask you about how you started even in that, like your connection to the crystals, how you use them and any advice you have for people that are just curious about working with crystals.
1: Mm. I have always had an infinity for rocks and crystals from the time I was a little girl Mm -hmm. and I would talk to them. I would just like set my intentions to them and I realized Over the years, but wait, these are healing. These are healing, and I started working with them. And the the crystals have been in different genres of this this lifespan for a very long time. They're ancient. You know, you think about the Egyptians, where they used crystals on their thrones, and they were healing. Right. And I find that it accelerates the vibration. To different dimensions when we use crystals because they're from earth they're from whatever they're made from and they speak to us and they heal and there's different ones for different things like amethyst is one of my favorite ones to use for protection for healing of all the realms of this physical body the spiritual body the mental everything and each crystal tells a story just like each emotion that we feel within our being. And I I, I love to use them in my elixir sprays. I love to use them in my home clearings, even on my pets. You know, they each have a crystal charm, and it helps with depression, um, weight loss, um, traumas that have happened to our bodies. And the newest one right now that I've really been selling my clients on are yoni eggs for us goddesses.
0: I have two
1: Yoni eggs. I have Yoni eggs. I have not used them yet. Oh, (laughs) my goodness. Can I tell you?
0: I have the black obsidian and I have the jade. So I haven't used them yet. But, yes, go
1: ahead. Please share. Oh, my gosh. The Yoni egg is amazing. I have amethyst. I have smoky quartz, and I have rose quartz.
0: Okay. And
1: I, I... I use them during different times, what, you know, especially during the different moon phases where you're tapping into certain energies where I use them before my moon cycle. And it okay. really opens up intuitive gifts. If there's anything that you need to cut energetic cords with, it just centers you and it grounds you. And believe me, when I say that you feel the earth moves under your feet, yeah, it, you can actually feel it. I, well, I, I, am an, I love it.
0: I'm so glad you brought this up because it wouldn't, honestly, it would have never crossed my mind to ask you about the yoni egg. But so what happened was another um, beautiful, beautiful soul. She actually was my belly dancing teacher um, many moons ago. And she had a goddess circle where they were doing this journey together where they were working with the yoni eggs. And then they would meet together once a week and journal about and share about what their experiences were, because that's some, you know, deep healing, all that trauma and energy that we hold in that space. So I was terrified. I ordered the eggs. I thought I was going to go. And then I was like, "Ooh, I'm about to open a huge can of worms with doing that (laughs) healing. So really, but then I thought about impact and the importance of that for women and um, like how just powerful that could be to do that work. So for people who aren't familiar with with what we're speaking about, um, it's like healing down in the womb area and the yoni egg can be held um, internally. (laughs) You put it in for that healing and they're made out of crystals. So With your own experience, do you do that work, like, in a meditative state? And is it something that you notice, you know, you get messages intuitively while that's happening? What is that like for you when you do that work?
1: I feel like I am having an out-of-body experience. I, woo yes, I feel (laughs) everything around me. And I am very intuitive. So it's even amplified where... I feel a part of the four corners of this universe. I feel the fire within me. I feel the air. I feel the connection with earth. I'm a water sign as well. So I feel every single spirit realm working with me at that time. And it's the most euphoric place. And it completely honors us women as we always say that our body, it's our temple. But that area, mm-hmm. we don't realize how sacred it is. Mm-hmm. This is where we give life. This is where we experience everything. This is, I feel that the core of who I am is a woman. And right. so I have to honor it. And when I put my yoni, and when I insert my yoni egg, I feel that my whole soul is giving me gratitude. Wow. And it's its an amazing experience. So please. Try it, especially with going new to. yeah. yes, have have the new moon coming tomorrow. Woo. Yes. That black obsidian.
0: Right. Well, that's part of the reason. I'm like, well, black obsidian, that's really going to, you know, stir some stuff up. But I do, I do know that this um, healing would be so So powerful. And, you know, again, I think for all women, it's a huge thing for us to really acknowledge our bodies and acknowledge um, the power that we hold in that space and that we are able to birth in so many different ways, not just in the physical sense. So, I You have inspired me I am going to get my yoni eggs out And I will keep you posted about what that journey Please do It's like for me No, I absolutely will So this kind of segues into another thing that you do That I wanted to ask you about And I wonder if they correlate in any way I saw that you do um, Goddess Luna cycle Sacral healing So I wanted to ask you about that Can you share uh, that, about that with us?
1: Yes, as I like to call myself a Shaw woman, during our moon cycles, that is when we get to share with Mother Earth. That is when we get to release the past 21 or 28 days of things that we've experienced. So we get to cleanse ourselves, and it's a time of honor. And especially during the first three days of our moon cycle, we are powerful this is when we really get to release any energies that have been holding us back or that other people have left with us. Yeah. Um, and I honor this where I do a yoni steam. I do a yoni ritual with them, like working with that sacral area, grounding them, centering their heart freeing their throats and allowing them to open up that crown and wear it proudly as goddesses. Right. And instead of like saying, oh, I have cramps, I feel horrible, you don't give into that energy, you honor this, you know, where you can find peace and calm in the storms of chaos in your life. And it is a very, it's a deep cleansing. It's like, it's a nurturing of the soul. And just allowing women to just be still and listen to their spirit messages. And you know, I started I doing have to it. Yeah, that's
0: huge for you to say. And I think that's a powerful message for, again, so many women because I can't even say for myself personally, I used to have the worst, I mean, debilitating cramps prior to doing yes. that energy work it was torturous for me. Um, when I started doing this work, um, thankfully that started to ease up and it wasn't as, you know, is isn't nowhere near what it used to be. But I remember one time being in the shower probably a year or two ago and really thinking about what was happening, like thinking about that process of like, wow, I'm really releasing and I'm really going through this cleansing cycle. And, you know, so I think that's beautiful that you would even bring that to light to kind of change the way we look at that instead of being something that we dread, (laughs) you know, and really what our body is actually doing and what is actually going on for us.
1: Yes. And it's such a beautiful time for us, you know, and I find it, I do it for myself. You know, I don't even know when my, my moon cycle is getting ready to start sometimes because I was like, Oh, you sneaky little thing. I didn't even know you were coming. (laughs) You know, and so it's, it's been really beneficial. And it's so, it's like a blend of everything that I love. And I use like aromatherapy with them as well as I move energy around their belly. And they release so much. And I tell them, this is not just an, a healing for this life. This is every past life that you've experienced. And every time right. you experience your red tent. I said it's an honor to yourself and to Mother Earth. And wow, it's, it's so it's
0: beautiful. Wonderful. That is really, really beautiful. And, you know, one of the things I wanted to ask you, too, because I know um, I just have to pause and say I really am thankful for this connection, <laughs> and I'm glad we're able Likewise. to yeah, exchange with each other this morning. I have to say it's so interesting. So we found each other somehow on Twitter, and that's how this connection was made, for those of you who are wondering. And it's you know, sometimes I am like, oh, goodness, social media and the thought of having to update things. But I think um, <laughs> this, this day and age that we live in now, like we're so fortunate that we get to make these beautiful connections with people that we may not have met otherwise. So I just want to yes. say I'm really thankful that we found each other, however that happened. Um, now, with everything that you do. I know that you also are a holistic esthetician, which I think is a very interesting thing because, you know, I actually have a few clients and I know some people who wonder how they can blend the two because they may do energy work and then they also, um, you know, do the esthetician work and things like this. So how did you bring those two together? How did you unify that? And what are your sessions like?
1: Ah, uh, well, I'll tell you, being an esthetician, I've been an esthetician since 19, whoo, I'm aging myself, 90, (laughs) and I always did, like, energy work with my clients, like, I'd just calm them, and I'd do them with lymphatic massage, I would do meridian massage using, like, jade goisha stones, and... I learned how to do energetic access facials where it is a facelift using energy along the same patterns that plastic surgeons use to do a facelift. And I don't believe, and I've never felt that a facial was just for the body. I said it should always be a body experience, full body. Hmm. So Mm -hmm. I do a regular facial with a lot of, energy work where I work with each and every chakra, especially with the crown, and um, I with crystals as well. And I do energy massage with Reiki on okay. the hands, the arms, the shoulders, the cranial, the feet, the legs. And I always use hot stones in all of my facials. I use cold stones. And I also use a lot of different aromatherapy oils too that are beneficial to the for the whole well being. The skin, right. the mind, the body. So I would I always say it's an out of body experience. When you're ready to go on this journey of bliss and just be pampered inside and yeah. out. You know, and listening
0: to you say that it makes me think about how I don't think that we acknowledge a lot of times, um, especially when we start on these journeys, somehow we can get very lost and excited in the whole spirituality aspect and like yes. in the energetic part. And we kind of forget about the physical aspect of our being. So listening to you yes. say that it made me think about the hands and all those nerve endings we have in our hands and our fingers and the attention that we can give ourselves on a physical level, but how that, ties in directly linked and you know wrapped into our energetic cells our spiritual selves, and how they all are married but I think we do have a tendency of separating you know you know and forgetting that we are all of that so it's yeah, yeah. really really cool I just thinking about that you doing that work on a physical level but how it directly I mean it's going to impact and influence the energies and the the spiritual side of things.
1: Yes. And it's such a beautiful experience, you know, to know that we have these bodies on loan. And I always tell people, it's like, you know, our souls are perfect. They're they're flawless. It's the physical experience, this human body that we allow sometimes to get jaded. So what we work for along this life is to, we're never going to be perfect, but we can dang sure come close to it as long yeah. as we take care of our minds, our spirit, and honor that and these right. bodies that we have on loan. You know, right. it, it's such a – it's so deep, you know. It would, I always tell people it would, take a, it would take us a lifetime for me to explain everything, you know, but yeah. I can give it to you in a nutshell. <laughs> I love that.
0: And so one of the things, too, coming back around to the Reiki aspect, because I will say... the Reiki really did open the door for me like much wider than it yeah. was. So, you know, like at a younger age, there were experiences and things that I had that quite frankly scared me at a younger age because of things that I was told. And so um, I found myself in a situation very similar to yours. I was literally in the fetal position on the floor, crying, praying, begging for direction and guidance and this uh, amazing clarity just kind of washed over me. And I found myself, you know, in Reiki training. So um, it actually, it opened a door for me that has led me on this amazing journey that, you know, is never ending. And I'm so thankful for that, um, what it has been like to be able to connect with these energies in a very conscious way. So I wanted to ask you about when you first started going back to that Reiki uh, level one, even what did that do for you? What was that experience like for you after having your very first attunement? Were there any changes in your life, your perspective?
1: Everything changed. Yeah. I, my, my heart opens up even more. Mm-hmm. my, perception of life completely changed. Yeah. And I was able to see people like take off the mask instead of what I wished for them to be. Yes. I had, I realized it's like, my gosh, I'm the master of my own mind Mm -hmm. and you've been trying, I've been allowing you to keep me here powerless. Right. And I was always the light. That's why you were drawn to me. And I realized I'm a mirror. I am a mirror. So I learned to be the beautiful example of what I wanted to bring into my life. Yeah. Like, love, compassion, intuition, spirituality, healing and just being who you are, just being that unique, beautiful spirit that I am. And I realized that the people that were not we they weren't the reflection that they somehow just they left I didn't, right. I, and the, the people that I needed to bring into my space just started showing up by the masses. Yeah. And I'm like, this is what it is. So I realized in this place of darkness that we live in, I have to be a brighter light. Yep. And it changed my relationships. Everything in me changed. And the most beautiful part about it is I learned truly what forgiveness was because it started with me. Yes. And if it was, it became easier for me to forgive myself for any wrong thought that I had negative about myself or anyone else. Right. Um, drama. It was, it didn't become drama anymore. It was like a peaceful romance novel that I was living. Yeah. And that was in all my relationships. It was based from my heart. It's like, I, I don't need you in my life, but I really want you here. It's a right. difference. Yes. And, Even today, I I still operate on the same. My intimate relationships and my personal relationships with people, they must operate on the same line, you know, where I'm going to love you, I'm going to respect you, I'm going to support you along this journey. But we have to be on the same line. We have to be on the same chapter and, and in that same sacred space that we both honor. You know, and it's
0: such a huge thing because even listening to you say that, it makes me think of how many um, of my relationships shifted when I started all of this. And it did change my perspective and stepping out of judgments and just seeing myself and people around me so much differently. However, there was also that part, um, I think, kind of tapping into what you're saying, that there were certain things I wouldn't tolerate in my life anymore. So like I will love you and honor you and respect you, but you're not gonna pull me into your your chaos. You're not gonna pull me into where you want to stay. If you wanna stay in that space, I can respect that and I can honor it, but I'm bowing out. (laughs) Like I can no longer participate in certain things with you. Yeah, but it wasn't like this anger or animosity towards people for where they chose to be. It was just like okay, I get, I can see what you're doing, and I love you, and I hope you learn whatever you need to learn through what you're going through. But it was yes. like this, this space that brought me into a deeper level of respect for myself to where yes. I would no longer, yeah, settle for what was no longer aligned with me and yes. where I
1: wanted to be and where I was going. Yes, and, and I love telling people, you know, it's like I, when, you, when, I, when I open the door for you to come into mm-hmm. this beast. Mm-hmm. you're welcome to stay as long as you'd like. Right. But these are my rules. There, are, There's no drama. It's peace and love here all the way mm-hmm. and light. And if you want to leave, please, it's okay. But the only thing that I ask you not to do is do not block my doorway.
0: Right. You have
1: a choice here. So choose wisely. <laughs> and, and I tell people, I said, I don't live in a masquerade ball. I live in mm-hmm. the real world. And I said, I live in the spiritual world as well. And I said, so when you come into this space, please take off the mask. Show me who you are because I'm going to, I already see you. Yeah. Just be real with me because that's the only thing that I know how to be. It's real.
0: Yeah. I I have have to say say that has been a challenge. I think, um, you know, I've gotten much better at that, but I would say in the beginning um, and I want to point this out for people who may be going through this, right now. It was a challenge for me when I started to see people very clearly beneath the surface, but they didn't yet see themselves. And so you're looking at someone and you can see like how beautiful they are. You can see the hurt that they're carrying. And it's like, you just want to go, you're okay. Do you see what I see? And they, they may not yet. And it, it took a lot to really kind of get that and still be able to say like, okay, they're going through their journey in their way and they'll get there when they get there or not, whatever. It's their choice. It's, you know, their soul chose to go through what they're going through. But that was a very hard thing for me in the beginning to to witness that, but then to see what people chose to cling to or were too afraid to like acknowledge in themselves. Do you know what I mean? Yes. Yeah, yeah. It
1: was and a tough one. It, it, and it, and it can be challenging sometimes, even for me today. You know, and it's. I always tell people, I said, I wish that you could see what I see through my third eye. hmm And I'm going, and I and I hold their hands, and I just and I breathe with them. So just follow my breath, and I'm going to give you a glimpse into this place that is within you. And I bring them out of that and they look at me and they're like, what just happened? I said, that's what I see and that's what I feel from you. And right. it always seems to work. And they and they walk away some people walk away or they'll run to me. Or they'll just start crying. And I'm like, Do you find that's that's what that's what I see in you. And right. you're not ready to reveal that part of yourself yet. Because there's still some lessons that you have to learn and you may have to go back and review some things in your chapters of your life journal, but remember this feeling. Right. And it's 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 amazing. And honestly, I cannot think of anything else in this world that I would want to do.
0: Yeah. And I think that's one of the greatest gifts. You know, I tell people all the time, I think I've said it on like countless episodes, but the real gift in this work, you know, some, many of us like connect with this because we genuinely, you know, we have that healer um, energy and we really want to help people and we want to create a shift within the collective consciousness. And we want to do all of this work. Um, That is such a beautiful thing, but I always tell people the most beautiful gift you can give yourself is starting with you and seeing yourself and learning to love and honor yourself and doing that transformative work on you like there is nothing that compares to that and it's hard to even explain to somebody what will happen and what changes and what you know, kind of illuminates and opens up for you when you really finally go, okay, I'm going to look at myself, I'm going to do this work on me. And just by you loving yourself, those shifts that automatically happen to the people around you.
1: So I wanted
0: to ask you that, like, once you started doing this work on yourself, I know you mentioned that it created shifts in your relationships. But did you notice, um, just like, automatic by default, any healing or transformation going on in the people closest to you as you started on this journey?
1: Yes, instantly. And through this, you know, I've always been afraid of heights, but I had to learn how to fly. And that was to first love myself. Yeah. And once I started flying and I could swoop down and I could share that light with other people other people that were in the same place that I was in somehow lifted themselves to higher realms of understanding their journey. And they speak the same language now. And some of them still speak a foreign language to me that over the years my soul has lost the understanding of. And that's lack of love. It's lack of confidence within self and being a puppet instead of being poet of the greatest love story that you can give yourself and write because they're your words and your experiences. Yes. And that kind
0: of reminds me of what you just said. Um, I actually wrote this down because I wanted to make sure to share this with everyone. It was something that I saw on your site. um, And I believe it was, you wrote it as something that you believe in. But what you said was no matter where you are or no matter where our path takes us we must honor our inner journey and I was like gosh that's so beautiful and I think again one of those things so important for us to hear no matter where we are in our path and no matter where it takes us we must honor our inner journey.
1: Yes and with that being said I would like to add to that that and this is for everyone is that this is a time of our lives when we are meant to turn inside and take what are sometimes the very first steps of the journey. And these are things that cannot be traced on a map, you know, but we have to call upon our intuition and we have to feel our way along this path. And it's ultimately going to carry us beyond the realm of what we can see with our eyes. And it's going to transpire us into the land of spirit. And, that is our soul. That is our ori. And yeah. it can't go wrong if you learn how to trust it, you know. And, and from within that, you know, it shows us how to navigate through the realms of our thoughts and our feelings and our emotions. Yes. So we're connected and we feel everything because we're supported. Right. And when, when we're happy, our guides are happy. Our ascended masters are happy. They feel everything that we feel. And we expect these miracles to take place in our life, but you know what? We're not doing the work to get there.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: We expect for it to just be handed to us. It's a journey. It's truly a journey. And and it's scary. It's ugly. It's beautiful. It's blissful. It's passion. It's everything that you can think of. And you just have to turn on the light and step over the threshold and just jump
0: and yep and do the work and that is so i i'm so glad you said that because it is again one of those things i stress you know because i there sometimes people will have the expectation whether it's like a reiki session or a reiki class like oh just the light turned on for them and then you know they're like okay thanks that was it no 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 that's just the very beginning it's like you literally just open that doorway for yourself and now you have this ability and this awareness to do work on you and to see yourself from a space that you probably would have never acknowledged consciously before. But it really does require us to show up and do the work. And just like you said, I mean, it can be scary. It can be hard. You will have days where you want to freaking scream. But ultimately, it is the most beautiful beautiful experience and what you will experience and what you will realize like it can't even be put into words it's so amazing and you will never ever be the same
1: never be the same yes yes
0: what a journey it it it, (laughs) it really
1: is you know and it's like and i and and i can speak these words and just say I, i believe that this goes for all of us that your inner truth and your spiritual awareness, it's Mm -hmm. real and it's seen through our actions, our words as we move to this life. And that's being honest and truly our integrity. Right. You know, of being the mirror. What you see is what you get. Yeah. You know, and change it's coming, you know, and it's, this is a, this is a part of the journey where, you know, it's, forgiveness is crucial for manifestation. I will say yeah. that, you know, and once we start that place of forgiveness with self and we can manifest anything that we want through yeah. the healing of Reiki, um, crystal energy healing, and the healing of our own path and trusting our spiritual strengths and know right. that we're going to be tested, that it only makes us better and wiser and more loving.
0: Absolutely, and one of the things I wanted to ask you too, because it's I can't believe the hour is almost gone. Like we, it goes by so quickly. So I wanted to make sure to ask you, um, because a lot of people who do tune into the show, they are at the very beginning of this, um, or they may just be curious. You know, just starting that whole process of seeking. Do you have any advice for people who are just now starting to? feel that inner tug or starting to listen to that inner calling and trying to figure out what to do, like what first step to take or, you know, direction, anything. What do you, what kind of advice do you have for people um, that may be in that space?
1: I always tell people is it's that first breath of learning how to just be still and listen and silence, mm-hmm. and it's hard for people to even meditate. And it only takes just a breath and just speak your right. truth, speak your mind, and
0: to trust,
1: which is so hard for some of us, is to trust what you feel intuitively, and it's right. just getting in tune with yourself, being around people that are on the same path as you, that are enlightened that seek truth, that seek peace within them and harmony of all things. If it's a, a good friend, a meetup group, seeking a spiritual healer, do, take that first step and I guarantee you that you'll be led to the road to Mecca within yourself and to let go of anything that is not working for you or that you feel defeated and on a daily basis. Yeah. You know, it's
0: interesting you say that. It's so true. I think that, you know, even looking back at this whole process, it's like the moment we start saying or just asking, and I think I did a show about it, but I, you know, it's like once we put that signal out to the universe, like help me or just saying, show me, things will appear to help you and to guide you and to lead you um, in the direction towards, you know, what it is you're seeking, but we have to be um, alert, like pay attention, you know, because it will show up for you, whether it is a teacher or a class, like you kept being led to that, um, your teacher's website. There are certain things that will pop up for us. And it's like, just pay attention. Don't be dismissive, especially when you put that out there, I need help or I need guidance or I need support. You will, it'll come in so many different forms. It's just, again, we have
1: to be aware enough to follow that. It'll show up. Yes. Yeah. It's so true because when you're feeling stuck in your life and you're ready for that change, you have to declare to the universe that, you know what, I'm ready. I'm ready. Mm-hmm. And, again, the, like you said, those signs are going to show up. People are going to appear to you. Um, You're going to read something. You're going to hear it in a song. Or your angels, I believe our angels are sending us messages all the time, where there's numbers or finding coins, feathers, um, music, or just that sense of, you know, I feel a presence surrounds me. And it is truly being in a place of awareness where you can silence your mind from that monkey chatter and just listen to your spirit. Because yeah. even in the air, the winds that blow past us, there's a message in there too. You just right. have to be open to hear and to see and to feel.
0: Yeah, that's so beautiful, and it really speaks to the power of being tuned in to yourself. Um, you know, a lot of people think they have to be tuned into something outside of them, but it's like if we really start to realize being that we are it like you're it it's you if you tune into you you are by default tuned into the universe you are the universe you are connected to every single thing the earth the trees you know each other which is why we can feel each other the way that we do and we can um, influence each other the way that we do so I think I hope, if nothing else, um, everyone listening really gets today from what you've shared, the power of connecting with yourself and seeing yourself and tuning into yourself and how that awakens you to what's already been there all along. So I I, I hope that that really, and I'm sure it has, because you've shared so many beautiful things today.
1: Uh, thank you. You know, and everything that we've spoken about within the last 49 minutes um i i want to say this it's like and and i'm sure i know for a fact that you can relate to me but it's like once you awaken it's like you have no interest in um, judging those who sleep you know and i personally take this to mean it's a it's a personal spiritual awakening and a realization that we are all spiritually gifted and linked to each other just by being human beings within this Dimension And personally, it, it, like I was saying earlier, it took me a long time to become aware of my all of my gifts and yes. even longer to feel confident enough to use them in right. a working profession. And along the way, it's like I became aware that there are those that are not awakened spiritually and they tend to dismiss or treat spirituality in a negative way. But, however, I am so happy to leave those content and sleep in their slumbers without judgment. Yeah. And that is another key point yeah. about this spiritual journey that we are each on.
0: Well, I think that's a huge one to say, especially because it can be tough for people, especially again, in the beginning, when you are having all of these realizations and you become more aware and sometimes the people closest to you don't want any part of that. And it can be tough for people to, you know, like not wanting to force feed it. Like, come on, don't you see what I see? Aren't you aware of what I'm aware of? Like, you know what I mean? And I think that is a very um, important thing that you're pointing out because, again, all of our souls came here with, you know, a purpose and a journey and lessons. And if no matter where we are in our paths and no matter where even the people we love the most, we have to respect where they are and where they choose to be, no matter, you know, what we choose for ourselves. funny that the radio show is going to be over now because I'm like I'm sure there's so many other things you could come on to talk about so maybe one day if you end up having a podcast or something um, we can tune in because you do have so much information to share and we didn't even get to scratch the surface of all the work that you do and the types of work that you do Um, I wanted to ask you one last thing for the people who are already immersed into all of this And as you know, there can be moments in the journey where, you know, you might be struggling through like a growth period or, you know, going through just one of those things that we're working on releasing or stretching or, you know, trying to get through. Do you have any advice for the people that have been at it for some time but may be worried that, like, am I not doing this right? Why isn't it all sunshine and rainbows every single day? Like, what's going on for me? Do you have any advice for those listening?
1: Yes, I do. You know, uh, along this journey, it's like the one thing that I always say is that we must keep vibrancy. Mm -hmm. And we must eliminate clutter from our minds, our hearts, our spirits, and we claim that personal vibrancy for ourselves and to nourish our souls spiritual cleansing, and when you do that, you can face everything with more promise to self, more promise to the universe to continue to be a light and to never forget who you are, what your purpose on this life is, and to accept yourself for who you are, what you believe in, what is your personal responsibility for you to accept, you know, and it's taken a long time for a lot of us to get to this journey, but once we allowed ourselves to do so, you know, we're continuously channeling messages, and we ourselves have to listen and honor each right. and every part of ourselves. And yes, it's and it's so like true. you know, it's and, and gratitude. I mean. That is one thing. It's like our energy is very sensitive to spiritual vibrations every day. So we have to continue to practice gratitude for the gifts that we have, what we have, and to keep our hearts open to receive more. Because each day holds surprising gifts for us to elevate ourselves and others along the way with us. So true. That
0: is beautiful. Now, I do want to make sure um, that people know how they can actually connect with you, contact you, and you do distant work as well, right? I do. I I do. Perfect. So and if you are in Altadena, they could work with you in person, but no matter where you are in the world, you can also work with Julie and connect with her. So can you share with us the best way to contact you, your website, email?
1: How can we reach the you? Best, yes, the best way to contact me is through my personal email, third-eye-goddess, Yvonne at YMail.com. Or you can find me through my website, www.thehealingroom.us. And please look me up. You can find me on Facebook, Under the Healing Room, Holistic Services by Julie Yvonne Washington, Instagram, The Third Eye Goddess. And I truly have to thank you, Goddess, and each person listening for allowing me to be a part of this journey and to start off the day with more love, more bliss, and more peace in my heart.
0: I have to tell you, it was an absolute pleasure and I am so thankful again that we made this connection and we had this opportunity to share with each other and learn some more about each other, but more than that even share with the community. So thank you, thank you, thank you and I will definitely um, keep in touch with you. I thank you for coming on today, Julie.
1: Thank you so much and light love and continued blessings to you always.
0: Oh, love and light to you too, my love. I'm like beaming right now. Thank you. Me
1: too. (laughs) Bye. Have a great day. You too, love.
0: And I wanted to tell all of you, as always, I'm so thankful that you've tuned in today. Um, As I mentioned in the beginning of the show, you can still record a message for the finale. So go to yuchi.com, go to the Reiki Radio tab and record your message. And if I play your message on the final episode just a week from today, you will get a free Distant Reiki session from me. Also, I want to remind you that tomorrow is the new moon in Virgo. We are in this universal year nine, which again is all about completion and release, which honestly, I think helps us to move even deeper into that self-connection as we let go of what no longer aligns with us, what no longer serves us. We get to align even deeper with what is true and honoring ourselves. So that's going to be intensified in the month of September because September is also the ninth month of the year. So we have this nine energy really amplified. You want to connect with yourself. Listen to yourself, trust your inner guidance, do that work. I know over the last three years, we've talked about this in so many ways, and I'm very thankful for all of the guests who have come on recently to share with all of us about their journeys, about their paths. Again, a special thank you to Julie. And for those of you listening, if you want to do um, the Covenant of Consciousness, you still have time to register at uchi.com. The special offer on that goes until September 9th. I send so much love to all of you. I look forward to us meeting again. And as always, remember to journey in love. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Haha, in my dentist's office.